Have you been looking for a way to stay focused on your goals and grow your MSP? Accountability groups from Rocket MSP can help. We offer weekly accountability sessions that meet online with a group of your peers. Your success begins with accountability. Go to www.rocketmsp.io to join your accountability group today. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Rocket MSP Podcast. I am Steve Taylor, I'm your host, and today I'm joined by Andrew Crespo-Roman. So here's here's my actual fear with that. It wasn't pronouncing it incorrectly, it was, did I reverse the, the hyphenated name? No, you got it right. You got it right. Uh, okay. Yeah. The part that a lot of people get wrong is the Roman. Like, they think that's my last name, but it's actually two last names. It's a Hispanic thing. You know, it's, I don't have got a middle it. name, though. Okay. Okay. Well, since since my daughter's not home, I feel good telling you this. So, um, my, my name, my middle name's Michael. Okay. So, right. uh, I have convinced my kids that I have two middle names. Uh, so I've convinced my, my kids that my full name is Stephen Michael Razzlenorfelnopolophagus Taylor. <laughs> I've convinced them it's Greek. Uh, <laughs> 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 like, and, and like, so I adopted them. So this started when she was like nine and he was like three or four. Like, I'm going all out. Yeah. Like, how old uh, are they now? She's 15. He's eight. <clears throat> Still 100% believes it, huh? 100% believes it. I will ask her sometimes, like, all right, what's my full name? Like, like you know how parents are like, hey, what's our address? What's her phone number? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just to make sure their kids know. Like, no, I ask her what my middle name is. <laughs> <laughs> She's writing that down on the emergency contact form, just the oh whole thing. Oh, my gosh. 50 letters. So I, I think what I'm going to do is, like, someday she's going to get married and like during the daddy daughter dance that's when i'll it's all a lie (laughs) (laughs) then she might be like i've been playing along this whole time (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh so um so andrew you are with honey crm that's right uh so so tommy uh is it a pretty sweet job it is a pretty sweet job. No, no pun intended, but it is. I, I love my job. Uh, I've been here for two years now. And um, I, I really, just to be completely transparent, I was hopping around from job to job kind of before I started here at Honey, before I got into this industry. And then I just, just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the position, the company that I'm with, the culture, and then the industry as well. So uh, I've been here for two years now. I just hit two years uh, last month. Good for you. Now, do you hear the the fan noise in the background here? Now that you mention it, I do, but I didn't. I didn't hear it before. Because <laughs> we've got here. Let me let me try something here. I just switched microphones. It sounded better the other way. Yeah, it's it like now you now your voice sounds very more, much more faint. It sounds like you're like twenty feet away from the microphone. No, so the noise cancellation is worse. Yeah, well, okay. it's canceling your voice kind of. <laughs> it did cancel out that kind of fan noise, but now it's kind of canceling your voice out too, like taking some of your tone out. Good to know. So I'll just try moving the microphone a little closer to me, and hopefully that helps. That actually we'll, sounds we'll really just good. Go right with there. the hopefully. That's that's, that's perfect. All right. <clears throat> so 
Um, so Honey CRM, you've, you've been there a couple of years. You love it there. You don't feel like you want to bounce around jobs anymore. No, absolutely not, man. I, I want to. I'm here for the the mission too, uh, and just people here, you know, are like a lot of them are like family. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm just a big fan of the mission. You know, it was something with sales that I learned because I've been in sales for about six years. Um, but something I learned with sales is that if you don't believe in the product that you're selling and you don't like what you're selling, then you're not going to do very good at it. You know, you might at the yeah. beginning just from the motivation, but if you don't really believe in it in the long run, you're not going to do good at it. And this is something I believe in. So it's, it's easy to just stick around, you know? That's awesome. So honey CRM, um, I bet it's a CRM product. You would be right. I don't know how you guessed that (laughs) without me telling you, but, uh, it is, it's a CRM, but it's also, uh, you know, got sales marketing tools in there. Like, Collateral Builders, it's got a bunch of uh, automation tools to automate your marketing and sales processes. So um, it's much more than just a CRM, um, more than what meets the eye whenever you first hear about it, you know, or you know, what, whenever you first see it even. A lot of people think it is just a CRM, but it does more than that. And it's uh, this year alone, with a lot of the good things we got going, it's going to do even more than it already does. And I'll show you some of that stuff later on, I'm sure. That's awesome. So uh, for those of you wondering what he's meaning, uh, we're going to do a little demo of Honey CRM. So just stick around, buckle up. This is going to be a fun ride. Um, Before we dive much deeper, I got to ask. um, I see uh, you got some studio monitors. You got a keyboard behind you. So what what all do you play? Well, the keyboard is what uh, I've been taking most of the time learning, but you know, the other, the studio that you see right next to the keyboard is um, for using a DAW. I don't know if you're familiar with what a DAW is, but um, yep. it's a digital, yeah. So a digital audio workstation, right? So you just uh, create music on there and a keyboard can turn into any instrument and then you can just produce music and put it all together on your computer. And uh, it's fun, man. I've been doing that for uh, almost two years as well, actually. So I picked up two things at one time. Um, and it's just like, I, it's a hobby. I've been playing bass guitar since 20 years, 20 years, since 2001. Um, I've been playing acoustic guitar. I tried doing electric guitar, but it's, I just didn't have the, the patience to learn all the scales. And cause if, if I'm going to do electric, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to learn how to do lead. Right. But mm-hmm. I just didn't have it in me. Um, I sang. I was in a couple bands. Um, oh, nice. I I have a, a little home recording studio myself. In fact, my my guitar. You can uh, see that yeah. hanging up right over there. there what go. is it? That is uh, an off-brand bass guitar. It's an acoustic bass guitar. Um, oh. And the reason it's an off-brand is because I'm left-handed. Oh, yeah, that's a challenge, isn't it? I forget about that. Yeah, yeah actually, so, um, I actually got a couple of guitars here too that my boss gave me, like, because he got awesome, a new man. one. And I haven't learned to use them yet. I just like the goal of mine. So just, just kind of sit there collecting dust until I get to that. Um, but yeah, I got lucky with those. It's like there's an Ibanez in there. And then, um, yeah, I don't, actually, they're both Ibanez. <laughs> yeah. But you still do music though, like today? Like you still play a lot or what? Yeah. So, these days, I um, I'm like tech director at my church as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I, I was playing on stage there for a while, and we kind of determined that while I love doing that, my talents are best used elsewhere. So I am in charge of video, audio, lighting, 
automation on Sundays. Um, okay. So, so I help basically craft the sound for our church and I, I get to, you know, basically run the board, uh, or teach the guys that are running the board, um, and, and, you know, tweak the EQs and compressions and all that. That's all that awesome, man. Stuff. Yeah. That's, uh, that's like audio engineering at that point. It's not even just being a musician, that's being an engineer. So that's, that's another thing I'm, I've been dabbling into as well. Cause it's, uh, it's a lot more, it's a lot more fun when you know that stuff, you can manipulate one noise and make it like a million different things if you wanted to, you know? Yeah, really? Yeah. So it sounds like, uh, COVID has been an interesting time for you. Uh, <laughs> it, it has, it has. I, uh, I finally upgraded from PS2 and got an Xbox one and I didn't, and hadn't, I hadn't played video games a lot until COVID started again. And I just got back on it. What about you? Oh my gosh. Uh, my, my big uh, video game system these days is my iPad Pro. Um, oh, really? Because I can hide from my children with it and just put my headphones on. I can play with my <laughs> Xbox controller. Like, it's honestly, I, oh, I can play right. Call of Duty on that thing and it's amazing. Um, yeah. Because it's I'm Call of Duty Mobile. That. Which which means I'm I'm playing like eighty five percent of the people I'm playing against are just using their iPhone or whatever and it's all touchscreen controls and there's me with a controller blasting everybody and the <laughs> destroying everyone. <laughs> oh yeah. So I'm the one talking smack to all the thirteen year olds and it feels good. Yeah. I am sure it's a good stress reliever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well let's let's dive in further. Um let's let's talk about Honey, like in depth. So, how long's Honey been around? So, Honey started getting developed about three years ago. It hit three years in uh, in March, but we didn't really launch the first version until about two years ago, which is about exactly a year after we started. So, um, it's been about two years, and you know, about a couple months now because it was at the very beginning of March. And then, um, yeah, it's 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 been a it's been really cool to see because. I've got brought on because of Honey, like to the company that I'm with right now. But I'm not sure if uh, you're you're familiar with a company named TriDigital that was around for seven years. They're a marketing agency that was around um, for MSPs, right, specifically for our industry. And um, they started creating Honey um, before I ever joined. You know, they started creating Honey um, really out of uh, just necessity. We wanted to give our clients visibility of what we were doing for them. Right. So like you just just tell them that this is how your campaigns are doing. This is, you know, the leads that you're getting. Just give them more visibility than they felt like they had. Because a lot of we found a lot of a big problem was just like an out of sight, out of mind thing, you know, for people that had dealt with marketing companies before. Like they would just set it and forget it. But we didn't want that to be the case. We wanted them to have visibility. So we ended up going from building a dashboard and having that snowball into, you know, more dashboards and more analytics. And then it snowballed into its own platform. And mm-hmm. it grew organically to about 3,000 accounts, you know, with no marketing or anything, just because our channel is so close-knit, right? Just doing some, some yeah. shows and stuff. And um, and it's grown organically to this point. So this year, we actually merged both of the companies. And now, before we were more 80% to 90% agency, and then we were focused on developing the software, you know, that project. But now we have merged to being... Um, more of the software, so about ninety percent Honey, and then we still do some creative work through a company that is now called Honey Creative, 
Um, but mostly we're doing creative work for vendors at that point. The vendors that are typically sponsoring um, a lot of their partners through Honey, like they're providing them content and resources through Honey. Yeah, I did see that that Honey offers that, and I was going to ask about that. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to come back to that though, because I have so many questions about that. Okay. Um, so does does Honey, besides like the owner or owners, does Honey have any investors? Yeah, it does. They're they're private investors. Um, I don't get you know since I'm since I'm in the business development side here, I'm not one of the C level people. I don't get all of the details on that, but I do know we have private investors that have invested in the past and gotten it to where it's at today. And then I also know we have investors this year that is really going to blow things up. Um, there's one that you would recognize too, a company, but I'm not a I'm not at a freedom to disclose that right now since it's not sealed off yet, but. Maybe the next episode or something. If we do one, I will let you know because it should be. It's a it's a partnership uh, that is bringing on a lot of different vendors. I will tell you that. So they're they're partnering with us as well as investing into our company to see it get developed quicker. Because there's a lot of things on the roadmap for this year, even that are coming for Honey, like uh, just consolidating a lot of the tools you have into one one platform, basically like calling and texting and things like that, and. Um, some other things that that we can really get more into if you want, but it'll be kind of a long story. No, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, I have my suspicions on who your uh, name is, but I'm just going to keep my mouth shut for now. Okay. I, I, I can't wait to reveal it. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the development of Honey CRM. Uh, are the developers actually employees or are they outsourced? Or 1099 or whatever. We have employees. Um, The mastermind behind Honey and the main developer, lead developer, his name is Bill Weddingfield. um, And he manages a team of five full-time developers. Uh, Mm -hmm. I always say that that all of them count for, you know, like more than one developer just because they're so good at what they do, you know. Um, But Bill, he's a front-end, back-end developer. He's just the, the one guiding everything. And about probably 90 to 95% of the time, it's employees. But sometimes we'll bring on contractors for projects that we have, right? Just like to kind of accelerate some of the things that we're trying to put out, features and stuff like that. So, uh, but most of the time, it's in-house. Okay. Um, where's everyone located? Are they all in the States? Yes. Yeah. We're So, we're all uh, here in the Dallas, Texas area, the DFW area. So, I'm in Plano, Texas to be specific and a lot of us actually live right here in the Plano area it's where the office is at as well um the office is actually uh not fully as you can see i'm working from home right now and we are kind of hybrid so a lot of people go to the mm-hmm. office a lot of a lot of them I don't i'll go like about three times a week or so but wanted to be home for this one uh my mom's in mansfield if you know where that's at you know i've heard of it Texas is so big, okay. though. I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's a suburb of of DFWs. Yeah, yeah. Even then, you know, just because DFW is so big, it might be east, west. North. I know I've heard of it. I don't know how far it is from here, though. Uh, Arlington. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is where the Cowboy Stadium is at. Yeah. Ne- next door. Yeah. Okay. Next well, then I, I know the area then. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Let's talk about. Hmm. So you guys develop the software. You're not just like white labeling somebody else's software, right? Yeah, we built it from the ground up. Like I said, okay. almost by accident even. <laughs> but we built it from the ground up. Because, you know, every, 
That's what everyone says. I built it from the ground up, but most of the time that just means I, I paid somebody to, to slap my sticker on theirs. So Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that was a common problem with software, to be honest. But, uh, but yeah, I, I can uh, attest to the fact that we did definitely built it from the ground up i wish i could i had a picture of the dashboard that we developed at first that was the startup honey you'd laugh you'd laugh at it because <laughs> it was so simple i i kind of i kind of want to see like a before and after when we start doing the demo <laughs> yeah i wish I, I wish i had one brother if i would have had more time for preparation probably could have gotten like a, some before screenshots you know but um, there's also some stuff like on YouTube and stuff like that. Like whenever we did our, like, uh, first launch, um, in, in March and you can see like the difference of what it looks like, but, um, but yeah, it still doesn't even compare to what the dashboard looked like that we first built. You know what I mean? That started everything. Um, that I think we just have to get some screenshots or some, or it's probably, I think it's just some videos somewhere presenting, you know, like what we used to have, but, um, but yeah, it's another one for next time. All right, let's let's uh, now talk about why MSPs should be using you. So, like, what's your unique selling proposition? So we provide the big terms. Yeah, we provide a marketing and sales platform that's specifically made to make marketing and sales people efficient uh, that are in the tech industry. Uh, we found that a lot of the tools out there that are for our industry are you know just built to make technicians very effective and it's very kind of one-sided. It's all built for the techs and engineers, which makes sense. You know, it's a very technical industry, obviously, but uh, we built this to make marketers, salespeople efficient and successful. So um, with that comes a lot of different tools that I'll show you later, but, you know, just automations and sales enablement and marketing tools, as well as content, you know, all written by industry experts. So, it's a long USP, but it is. It's okay, though. So I'm sure that you're aware of uh, very um, knowledgeable and successful redheaded MSP marketing person. Um, yeah, and and this person recommends what is it called? It, it was Infusionsoft, so I guess they now recommend Keep. Mm. Um, so why should we be using Honey CRM instead of Keep? So Honey CRM is right now has already a lot of the tools that you would use for marketing and sales, like things like calling, emailing, text, uh, building of content, all those things, as well as lining up with your uh, line of business applications. So like things like ConnectWise and Autotask, uh, all in one place so that we can um, consolidate so many of the tools you have hopefully save you on, on costs, but also just have everything in one centralized location. So um, we, our mission is to have it. And some of these things are not here yet. They're coming this year, as I was mentioned to you earlier. Um, but right now we have email marketing out of there. We have a collateral builder. We have um, automations like journeys, automatic uh, like qualifying of leads and automatic, like, uh, you know, like tasks of, uh, uh, you know, the things that sales reps have to do, like and just um, lining up with things like ConnectWise, Autotask, um, Office 365, you know, to be able to have everything that's coming from those platforms be visible in one place. Um, so, yeah. 
I feel like you need to have a conversation with this person and work out an arrangement. Because let's be honest, Keep has a referral program. So whenever you sign up for that software, mm-hmm. we'll just keep calling it Keep. But I know everyone wants to call it Infusionsoft still. So every time somebody signs up uh, based on that referral, then that marketing agency just continues to get a bigger and bigger check. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you just need to make a referral program for Honey CRM and and let that person know, like, hey, look, we we are for MSPs, and and we'll give you a cut too. So just use us now. Yeah. Well, to give you some uh, some insights, some things that are already solidified, and I'll even give you some insights to some things that are in the works. Um, you know, Pronto Marketing, I'm sure you've heard of them. We are partnered with them, um, not only for them, you know, referring people to use Honey, but also mm-hmm. for them to be able to service their clients as a marketing agency, because wow. Honey has something that most end users don't see unless they are an agency type of uh, company uh, or a vendor where that's looking to mm-hmm. you know oversee their partners. But there's another thing called agency in Honey, you know, just agency mode in Honey. And it allows you to be able to look at multiple instances in one place as well as gather data from all those instances. Um, so we are working with Pronto. Um, we are wanting to uh, work with Robin Robbins. We're talking with them. Uh, we obviously have very much, uh, you know, like synergy there because of the clientele that we uh, that we have um, and awesome. working with other companies as well. The, the main one that's solidified is pronto right now but again this is something that we just the merger just happened two months ago so this is all very new stuff right um and we're even going out you know we're even going uh, after partnerships with franchises like team logic and things like that so um but i agree i think it's an important piece of all this just like you mentioned you know to to get something like that going that is awesome all right so it sounds like you know, you're you're definitely disrupting the marketplace by providing a CRM specifically for MSPs. You integrate right. with the the PSAs we're already using, and you're working with vendors to make it even easier for us to use this this marketing platform to market stuff um, by by just giving us the materials to do it. Right. That's, so that's exactly, that's exactly right. This sounds like some big wins, but let's let's talk about when uh, sometimes it's not a win. Sometimes MSPs uh, just don't know how to use your product or broke something or, or whatever, right? So they they need to probably reach out to you guys and get support. Mm-hmm. How do they do that? So we have a few different options for support. Um, we have the support chat box inside of the platform. We also have a support email, of course, that you can always email whenever you have something. It'll all connect to the same place. Um, and you can also get us on the phone whenever you request, you know, to have a phone call or just a screen share to figure things out. So, uh, so yeah, our support time is, uh, is, is, is great, thankfully. Um, we are at our support response time, I should say. We are at about five to 10 minutes with almost every ticket that comes in before we respond. You know, so we, we respond fairly quickly. You respond quickly. That's good. But do you resolve the tickets quickly? 
that's the other part. So it depends, as as you can probably imagine, it depends on what it is that the ticket is for. But the most common ticket we get is probably just people having trouble with the integration uh, of like some platform into Honey. And, you know, that's sometimes it's on that side, like where the other platform is. And typically we're able to resolve that the same day. But most of the time, that's like our most common tickets that we get. Other stuff, you know, I'd say just within 24 to 72 hours is typically resolved. Most of the time, 24 hours. But it just depends on really what it is that you are having trouble with, right? And what if we... What if we want to do like a feature request? How often do you care about our requests and and uh, how quickly do those get you know built into the next dev cycle or whatever? That's a great question, man. Um, since Honey is so young right now and we're still a startup, the user base has such a big influence. I mean, user base always has a big influence, but since the num- right now we're only at 3,000 accounts, right? Which is a lot, but that's not like 100,000 or anything. So, um, Users have a very big influence on the things that get released in Honey, things that we prioritize to release. Um, and basically, it, it works basically based off a point system, right? If certain things get requested, they don't have to get requested a lot of times by like 100 people or something for it to be taken seriously and to go into effect. Sometimes it's only like four or five people will request the same thing or very similar that'll make us develop something for it, right? And again, uh, it depends on what it is, right? Like um, like the autom- whenever we were just, you know, we just started off, we didn't have automations yet. That was the biggest thing people were asking for. That one probably took the longest out of all the things that build out. But other things like being able to just tweak like different data points or have custom, you know, like, uh, like fields or something like that, that they wanted in there. Just things like that are sometimes within a week, right? It just depends very much so on what is being asked. Hey, thanks for listening to part one. Be sure to check back tomorrow for the next episode. 